Hello and welcome once again to another podcast by Touchstone Financial Education. My name is Elliot Cox and I am bringing you today some information on interest rates. We will be wrapping up our trip to the debt side of the capital markets today. And for those of you who've listened to my previous podcast, remember the capital markets are broken down into two components. We've got equity or stock, and we have basically the bond market or the fixed income market, the debt side of the capital market. So we've had a few podcasts on the debt side of the market. This is going to be the last one for a while. We're going to go back to stocks. So thank you for bearing with me on this trip through the bond market. Now, in the last two episodes, we ran through the difference between bonds, notes, and bills. And we also covered yield, which is basically income, yield curve, which spells out how the income is earned. And we talked a little bit about yield curve inversion. You know, I'm going to touch on that a little bit later today. But I just wanted to kind of get that review out there for those of you who are first-time listeners. And by the way, again, shout-outs to all of my wonderful listeners all over the world. I truly appreciate the fact that you take time out of your busy schedule to listen to my podcasts. I hope you guys are really getting a lot out of this. And also, uh, I do have a website, touchstonefinancialeducation.com. And in the last two episodes, I said I was updating And it took a little longer than we thought, but tonight it is going live. It's actually not going to just be one page, which I created myself. I had some great help this time around, and it's going to be much more interactive. And I'm listing all of my podcasts on the webpage and a better way for you guys to reach out to me if you have any questions or if you'd like to hear a topic discussed through or excuse me on my podcast. So uh, hopefully tonight that thing will go live. I know I've been saying it for a while, but... We really got to the place where we like it, and I appreciate all the assistance I've had on that because I'm kind of a newbie to creating those things. So thank you guys for bearing with me, and I hope you like what we have created. And of course, it'll be an ongoing process, but this will be the second step into the um, website creation. Now, again, just going back briefly, bonds, notes, and bills we reviewed, and today is going to be about interest rates. And of course, interest rates are attached to bonds. But we are going to focus on what the Federal Reserve does in relation to yield or income, interest rates, etc. Okay, so the Federal Reserve has quite a few jobs, but the most impactful to us as investors, business owners, consumers, is the raising and lowering of a couple of different interest rates. And the first rate I'd like to discuss is probably the most important, the one you've heard about, especially this last year with them hiking rates. It's called the federal funds rate, or also known as just the Fed funds rate. Okay, you might be listening to your local news station, the financial news, wherever you are in terms of the investment spectrum, you have come across the Fed funds rate. Now, what is it? You know, we hear about it, but what is it? This is an interest rate that basically sets the tone for interest rates on everything that impacts our life. Credit cards, mortgages, auto loans, student loans, whatever we do, whatever we engage in to leverage, meaning we borrow money, this is the rate that sets that tone. And currently the rate is between 3.75 and 4%. And that's very important because the higher the rate, obviously 
the less we can afford on certain things. So the higher interest rate on a mortgage, for example. Uh, and between the last time I recorded this and today, mortgage rates peaked at about a little higher than 7%. Okay, they've since fallen. They're at about 6.6 .6 today. And they might still come down once again. This time last year, they were down at 3, which was great, right? But we're not there anymore. We probably won't be back there for a very long time. But that impacts how much house you can buy. Okay, you might have seen a rate increase on your credit cards. All right, um, these are very impactful and immediate as it relates to us as consumers. So we buy less when interest rates are higher. So that's why that Fed funds rate is so important. All right, the second rate that is very important. Now, this doesn't really apply to us as consumers, investors, and business owners but it does apply to banks. So this is more of a business to business rate and it's called the discount rate. And right now it's running at 4%. And why this is important is because this is the rate at which banks actually borrow money from the Federal Reserve. Again, this is just a few of their jobs. They have many, but this is just a few as it relates to two very important rates. The discount rate is what is set to allow a bank to borrow, let's say, you know, over the course of a day, a few days when a bank needs to maintain its liquidity. Because one of the things about our system is that banks have to maintain a certain amount of cash in reserves at all time. And if they are lending money for big projects and they're getting close to that line or they think they're going to dip below that line, they can go to the Fed and say, hey guys, we need to borrow some money to maintain our liquidity levels. That's basically what it is, all right? And informally, it's called going to the window. You're going to go to the Fed, borrow money maybe overnight, and 4% sets the rate. And this is important because, you know, it does impact us indirectly in that if the bank has to pay a higher rate to borrow money to maintain liquidity standards, they're going to pass that higher rate on to us consumers. Now, we don't see it as immediately as we do a change in the federal funds rate, the one we always talk about, but it is there nonetheless. So if you are a big business owner and let's say you've got a construction project going on and you need a bridge loan and you know it's a couple hundred million and you want to borrow from your regional bank wherever you are, that might dip that bank below its liquidity standards. That bank will take out that loan, pass the higher rate on to the project or the, the company executing the project, which in turn means usually higher prices, potentially lower wages to employees, so on and so forth. So it does matriculate through the system. We just don't feel it as directly as the Fed funds rate. As a matter of fact, when the Fed funds rate, just to circle back real quick, when it changes, and you guys can go to bankrate.com and check this out, you can look at your credit card, you like you log in, you will almost see an immediate change, usually within 24 hours on rates. That's how impactful the Fed funds rate and then subsequently the discount rate is as well. Now, this last year, as the Fed has begun raising rates, we haven't heard too much about the discount rate because it's kind of stayed flat, all right? And that has more to do with liquidity in the system and a few other things that the Fed does that we're not going to dive in today. As a matter of fact, this is probably the last time I'll talk about the Fed for a while as it relates to their function in the marketplace as a semi-independent institution. They are not part of the federal government. They are not governed by any politician. They are independent. And I'm going to say rightly so. We don't need that kind of intervention. So that is what is important out of the Federal Reserve. 
Fed funds rate, discount rate. Now, what does that do or what does that mean for the current state of affairs? Okay, what does a rate hike mean or the rate hikes rather that we've had on through 22 mean for us consumers, business owners, and investors? Well, when rates go up, like I said, the spending slows, and it usually does. It might take a while. There's a lagging component, meaning the rates go up. It's immediate as it relates to the institution. Uh, our lenders raise their rates immediately, but we don't walk into the bank or go online and get a loan right away, right? So it might take some time to show that the rate hikes are slowing the economy. As a matter of fact, three days ago, Monday, we got what's called a producer price index number. And what that means is <clears throat> the cost of goods sold, right? How much does it cost to make the stuff that businesses buy to sell to us? It's a very important number. It's not the consumer price index number. It's the producer price index number. So all those people who manufacture, so on and so forth. Well, we've seen a slowing in the producer price index. So the rate hikes are working. Last month in the consumer price index, we also saw it coming down. Now, the issue is, is it coming down sufficiently to satisfy the Federal Reserve's goal of slowing down the economy? That we don't know. As investors in particular, we're kind of hanging on the words of the Fed. They have to tell us where they want to go. Now, one thing that's nice about this Federal Reserve under Chairman Powell is that they are quite plain spoken. They are very vocal. So not only do they announce rates, but Chairman Powell has a press conference after the rate hikes to explain what they're looking at and why and what their goals are. And we know, because he said this a zillion times, he wants the interest rates, or excuse me, he wants inflation down at around 3%. That's their target. Okay, we don't know really where we are because, again, inflation is a lagging indicator. And for those of you who are new, um, hey, please check out some of my previous podcasts. We talked about some of these um, uh, economic metrics that are more lagging indicators as opposed to an immediate indicator. Okay, so we don't know where we are today. We knew where we were, excuse me, last month and the month before. Inflation is coming down. Is it coming down fast enough to satisfy the Fed? We will find out on December 14th and 15th at the next Federal Reserve meeting. And on the 15th is when they're going to announce the rates. And Chairman Powell, once again, will have a press conference. So we'll know where they are. This is significant. So it's not just the rate hike that's coming. And by the way, the expectation this time around is going to be a half a point rate hike as opposed to a three quarter point rate hike, which is what we've had the last several hikes. They are really aggressive about bringing or slowing down the economy and getting that inflation rate down to 3% as quickly as possible. Okay. And it's so important, by the way, it's so important that when the press conference is going on, the stock market here in the United States is still open and it gyrates based on the comments that the chairman makes to the press, specifically the financial press. Sometimes you get these fluffy questions that don't make any sense, but the financial press asks the hard questions and the market will gyrate around that. As a matter of fact, after the last meeting, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed up about 3%, well over 1,000 points. Why? Because the expectation was that inflation is so slowing, 
The Fed recognizes it. They are still not offering an opinion as to when they're going to stop raising rates, but it was somewhat optimistic or taken as such. And so the markets did close up. As a matter of fact, for a week or two after that announcement, the markets have kind of climbed out of bear market territory. And for those of you who constantly listen to my podcasts, thank you, by the way, you know that we hit a bear market in June on the stock market side now, down more than 20%. So a bear market is 20% below its most recent high. We retested those lows in September. Again, 20% below its most recent high. The Fed has a meeting and says, hey, things are looking better slightly. Um, that indicated to the markets that maybe we're nearing the end of the rate hikes and the stock market went up. Okay, And this is kind of a good segue back to the stock side of the market, which uh, with my next several podcasts, we're going to get a little deeper into perhaps stock picking once again and a few other things. But the Federal Reserve has an immediate impact on interest rates that affect us as consumers, business owners, and investors. And the decisions that they make also impact stock market performance. Now, they don't mean to, and they'll tell you, you know, um, every day, all day long, that their job is not to influence the stock market, but they can't help it. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's always been like that. So I appreciate the fact that Chairman Powell and company is very vocal and plain spoken. So we as common investors can understand what they're saying, what they're looking at, and why that helps us make decisions. Now, one of the things I got to say on that too, as it relates to the stock market and the Fed, there's an old adage, and I truly believe this in the bottom of my heart, don't fight the Fed. As we watch financial news, listen to financial news, podcasts like this, we're inclined to create our own opinions about where we think the Fed is going to go. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to do that. We don't have to opine as to the direction of the economy or the Fed. You want to know why? Because they tell us, all right? We don't fight the Fed. We don't come up with an opinion when we don't have all the facts because that will burn you as an investor time and time again. Let them tell you where they are going to go. Then you formulate your plans around buying things, investing, starting a business, whatever it is you're going to do, buying a home, for example, let them tell you where they are trying to take this economy. Then you formulate a plan. Then you act. Again, we don't fight the Fed. Institutions that fight the Fed, individual investors that fight the Fed, time and time again lose because they are not seeing or privy to everything that the Federal Reserve has. Now, super big institutions like Goldman Sachs and J.P. Morgan and B of A, yeah, they have access to it, but that doesn't mean they are interpreting it the way the Federal Reserve wants that data interpreted. So we wait. So, you know, you might sit down with your financial advisor, log into your platform, whatever it may be, you know, think about buying that home. You might want to wait. And in this case, you might want to wait until after the 15th of December when the Fed announces that potential 50 basis point rate hike and where they stand relative to inflation. Okay, just give yourself some time to make decisions after the Fed does its thing, right? You're, you'll be better for it. Now, if you're under the gun, you've got to make a decision. I get that. Kind of flip a coin, figure out what you need to do. But for those who have time, be patient. Be patient, especially for all my stock market investors. I love the stock market. 
But you know what? The volatility will continue until the Fed signals it's going to either stop raising rates or change its bias from a tightening bias to a neutral bias. And excuse me, I should have introduced the word bias here a little earlier, but bias just means what the Fed's thinking about. Hiking rates, tightening, staying neutral, kind of going to zero, but still having an eye towards maybe hiking, or a lowering, or a, uh, a loosening, if you will, right? Lowering rates. That's not going to happen. I know there's some talk out there about the Fed maybe lowering rates come second half of 23. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. It takes too long to slow the economy down. And then they want to make sure that everything is operating appropriately before they start thinking about slowing things down. Our economy has been hot for quite a while now. They are not going to start lowering rates in 23. And we know this not because of my opinion, but because the Fed, other Fed governors, other people who work for the Federal Reserve, have told us they're not going to be lowering rates. So I don't know where that opinion comes from, but please just go ahead and, and dismiss that. All right. So as you kind of seen, we've gone through interest rates today as it relates to the Federal Reserve, which is top of mind for everybody, right? Doesn't matter if you're an investor, consumer, business owner, whatever. All right. How it impacts the stock market. That's very important, especially for 401ks, IRAs, and you active investors in taxable accounts. All right. We're seeing it right now. The volatility hasn't subsided. We're going to have to wait and see. And we're going to wait because we want to know what the Fed says from their mouth. We're waiting to hear it from the horse's mouth. Chairman Powell himself, December 14th and 15th, not to say that you got to watch, you know, the press conference or anything, but just listen out for the news around then. And hopefully that makes you uh, or lets you make a more informed decision for you and your families. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. I know that's a lot of info, and I hope I hit on some of the most important components of the Federal Reserve today. Again, the Fed funds rate and the discount rate. Fed fund rate, once again, sets the rates for credit cards, mortgages, everything that we interact with. And the discount rate is more of a business-to-business -business rate where the banks can borrow from the, uh, from the Federal Reserve to maintain their uh, reserve levels on liquidity, on cash. So thank you once again for listening. My name is Elliot Cox. And by the way, not just on my website can I be found, which hopefully the new one will go live, which is more interactive. And please send me some shout outs. That's wonderful. But I can also be found on LinkedIn. If you have any questions for me, you know, um, send me an instant message via LinkedIn or, you know, send a, a connect and maybe we can hook up and talk. So Things are unfolding pretty quickly here at Touchstone Financial Education. I will keep you all abreast because we will be going to a YouTube channel. So instead of just a podcast, we'll be doing this via YouTube. And we are also expanding the classes that we offer as well as individual coaching opportunities. So if anybody out there in the world is interested in that, um, you know, send me a shout out. Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Once again, thank you very much. This is Elliot Cox, and you guys have a great day.